I would say if you're not consistent, whether it's constant production or constant improvement, you're probably going to be in trouble and you can't take your foot off the gas. Just because you have the highest month you've ever had doesn't mean you're going to have the highest month or, or a higher month next year if you don't do anything different. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Hey, podcasting people, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasts all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode, episode number nine. One simple reason you're not getting more downloads today for episode number 10, the top five mistakes podcasters are making. So I say this every time I say I'm going to try to make this a quick episode, but evidently I am more long-winded than I realized. But my goal is to make this a quick episode because I am a little bit under the weather, not feeling so hot, but we always talk about consistency and how you got to show up for the people who are counting on you and looking for you to add value to their lives. So I am here today. I have the studio door open so fudge and ace the world famous kitties might make an appearance we shall see but i doubt they will because they are sleeping all right so just a little bit of context as of this recording i have recorded 1070 some odd episodes for next level university and i have also been on probably 200 to 250 other shows so i'm always seeing trends I'm seeing a lot of things when I go on shows specifically, and a lot of things jump off the page for me. But we have also failed so many times with our own podcast. I mean, you got to imagine a thousand episodes, there's at least a thousand lessons in there as well. So I chose the the top five things that I believe can make the biggest difference for you. And a lot of these are pretty easy. So there's a lot of ways we could go, but I wanted to keep it relatively simple because I don't want them to be very overwhelming and things that you can't take action on fairly quickly. Okay. All right. Number one, and this is something that we have learned through practice, but I have also seen this really apply to the clients we've worked with. Number one, the podcast is not specific enough. They're most likely not specific enough. So Joe Rogan is a good example of somebody who just gets on the microphone and has funny or deep or controversial conversations with people. And that works really well for him. You know, you have your bar stools and you have that kind of podcast, but the vast majority of people aren't going to win with that approach because it's more the name recognition of Joe Rogan than anything else. He had a head start because he started this very early and he also had name recognition because he was already Joe Rogan. He had already done Spin City, uh, Spin City, Fear Factor. He was already commentating for the UFC. Barstool is a big brand, so any podcast they push out is probably going to be pretty successful. So one of the things that I see pretty often is people, they try to follow in the footsteps of giants. 
And while I like that and it's something you can try, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to bring you the same results. So when I say the podcast most likely is not specific enough, this is what I mean. You have to get wildly specific on your audience. And I think we talked about that in the first episode. But what specific problem are you solving for what specific person in what specific way? Again, the shows that I have worked with that I have seen done the best are usually the ones that are the most specific. You have to allow your potential listener to self-identify and say that is the type of show I would listen to. I am the type of person who would listen to that show. So it's for me, it's the perspective of, okay, we're having deep conversations. Okay, cool. That's good. That's specific. But how do we make that more specific? What are we having deep conversations about? What is the ultimate goal of each episode? What is your listener going to take away? So I'm always doing this with my clients. I say a couple things. I say, what's your 10 word description? So what problem are you solving for who and how that's your 10 word description. So again, for next level university, our other show, it's uh, heart driven, but no BS holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. Very specific heart driven, but no BS holistic, well-rounded self-improvement, getting better for dream chasers, a specific problem that we're trying to solve for a specific person in a specific way. So my challenge to you out there, based on what I've seen is try to get a little bit more specific. There's a lot of ways you can go, but you can always hone it a little bit more. You can hone it a little bit more. So that's the first problem I see is I will literally do a podcast breakthrough session with a show that I've been on and I'll say, okay, tell me about your show. And they'll give me, you know, it's about blank, 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 blank. And I will literally say, you never should have interviewed me about podcasting because that's not what your listener needs. It's not specific enough. If you're having, so think of it this way. Say you have a hundred listeners per episode, a hundred people, unique people are listening to each episode. You want the episode to be as valuable and relevant to as many of those people as humanly possible. So if you have a show about mindset, and you're used to talking about mindset, but you have somebody on and you're talking about podcasting, 80 people might not resonate with that and they might not check out your next episode. So that's one of the reasons you have to say, stay specific. And I would say consistent, specific with what you're talking about, but stay in that lane consistently. That way your listeners and your audience and your community knows what to expect. So that's point number one. I think that's a very valuable one. And I understand that many of us are afraid to be too specific, but when you attract your audience, it's better to be in a way it's almost better to be too specific than not specific enough. There's a book called this is marketing or it's, it's in many books, but it talks about how you can build a business with 1000 raving fans. I would rather have 1000 family members who love our podcast than a hundred thousand people who just kind of tune in every once in a while. Right, because you're you can build a business off of the one thousand. It's harder to build a business off of the the one hundred thousand. All right, second point: the shows, the hosts, the brand, the business—they're not focused on consistent and constant improvement. So this is what I mean: they will get a microphone. I have my my old microphones over here. They'll buy a microphone and they'll get the podcast running, and they say, "Okay, cool, good enough for now." And that good enough for now turns into good enough forever and they don't make any improvements. So I remember when we got our first studio, 
in the beginning, it was just this fake wood wall behind us. And we had two chairs and our microphone stands angled towards one another, Alan and I. And I said, eh, it doesn't look right yet. It's not good enough yet. So then we got, what did we get first? We got two bookshelves, one behind myself, one behind Alan. Then we got a TV and put the TV on the wall. Then we got lighting. And then we got a table in between us. And then we we kept improving. We ended up getting curtains to deaden the echo. And we did a bunch of different stuff. New lighting, new TVs. Now again, I understand everybody's budget is a little bit different. But this is the point. Just because you have a podcast that you feel is pretty good, it doesn't mean you can't make it a little bit better. Whether it's the backdrop if you're on video, whether it's your audio quality, whether it's the way you're promoting, whether it's the level of guests you're getting, don't settle on just having a podcast. You have to improve. If you want to improve your listens, you have to improve yourself and the product that you're putting out there. So don't fall into the trap of thinking, eh, it's good enough. I'm looking at the background right now and I'm always thinking, I've been thinking this for a while, maybe I need another light over here to bring more contrast. I don't know yet, but I do know that every time I'm doing this, I'm trying to do it a little bit better and I'm focusing on what I'm doing, right? And that's that's the ultimate goal is your listeners can grow with you. If you're improving, your listeners will see that. If you go back and look at some of our first episodes, you're going to see a drastic a drastic change, a drastic difference. I want the same for you. So make sure you're not just falling on well, it's good enough right now. The audio quality is good enough. It can always get a little bit better. And us included, right? We just got new microphones, you know, within the last six months. And it's because the static was too high with the other ones based on what we were doing. But we're always thinking of ways to improve. And I'll add this. This will be like a 2A. Most people don't listen to their own episodes, Listening to your episodes can be painful, I understand 100%, but you're going to see things and hear things that you wouldn't necessarily know are happening. You might hear, oh, I thought I edited that out, but I forgot. Oh, the intro music is way louder than the other stuff. Oh, the guest had a bunch of static that I didn't realize. You're going to understand your product and the quality of your product at a deeper level, and that can also help you focus on constant improvement. All right, number three. This can be a controversial one. The podcast host either obsesses over the downloads or they ignore them completely. I want you to look at your downloads every day and I want you to make logical, number-driven decisions based on those downloads, but I do not want you to obsess over them. And I don't want you to ignore them. If you do not know how much money is in your bank account, it's very hard for you to make effective long-term decisions. Podcast downloads are the same way. And this goes to our previous episode. If you are naming your episode and then you don't look and see how well it did, how do you know if that name is working or not? How do you know if that title is working or not? You're not sure yet. So I don't want you to obsess over it and say, I only have blank amount of downloads. I only got blank amount of downloads. It's more for a perspective of what's working and a perspective of what's not. It's more about information than it is emotion. And again, I know that's challenging. I definitely struggled with this in the beginning. We got, I think it was 1,074 downloads in our first year, right? But we have been tracking our listens every day since the beginning. It was somewhat painful in the beginning because I had my emotions attached to it. I didn't understand that, well, let me try this title. Let me try the power of vulnerability and see how well that works. Let me try this. Let me try this topic. Let me try this guest. 
understanding through data is a very, very positive thing. If you can try to um, unattach your emotions, that'll make things a little bit easier. But you got to look at the data because if you don't look at the data, you can't really make it effective decisions. So that would be the third point. I was on a podcast call the other day and I said, how many downloads do you have? And the person said, I don't even know. And I said, well, how do you know if you're winning or not? If you don't know how many downloads you have and you feel like you're winning or you feel like you're losing, it's based on emotion, not logic. And either of those could be wrong. So that's a big point for number three. I would suggest tracking it every single day. We track our listens every single day and that has helped us tremendously because it helps us be aware of what's happening. We see certain spikes and we can try to connect it to something going on on the show. So that's helped us a lot. Number four, and this is one that I will beat into the ground because I think it's the most important. They're not consistent. So again, I go on a lot of shows. And when I go on these shows before, I always research them. The first thing I do is I look at when are the last 10 episodes and have they dropped in the right order? So is it one a week? Is it two a week? Is it one every other week? Is it one a week and then they skip two weeks and then they do a week? You can tell a lot about somebody's level of success based on their consistency. Hi there. This is Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and I am the host of the Business of Happiness podcast, which would not be in existence were it not for the one and only incredible Kevin Palmieri. Seriously, I am so indebted to Kevin for the service that he provides. Every week he meets with me, he has been coaching me on how to initiate and launch this podcast. He helped me put it together with his great expertise and every week his whole team works tirelessly to get these podcasts uploaded to Buzzsprout and to deliver my content to my audience. I am so grateful. I couldn't say enough about him. In fact, we've been working together so well. I've seen so much wonderful um, input from my listeners and asking me for more that in just a few weeks, we're going to be doubling the number of podcasts we produce per week. So this trajectory is just flying and I'm really enjoying the whole process. So I couldn't say enough about him. Please, if this is something you're considering, I highly recommend him. And reach out to me anytime if you have any questions about our experience. Good luck. Bye-bye. Now, we had a client and this client came to me and said, hey, I'm having the most downloads I've ever had. Everything is working really, really well. I want to take the summer off. What are your thoughts? And I said, I want to give you two perspectives. The, the friend, Kevin, says you have been working really hard. Summer is basically everybody's favorite time of the year. You have a family. You want to travel. Go do that. Podcast coach business, Kev, says you are going to lose all of the momentum you have built if you take the summer off. It, it, this is bad. This is very, very bad for your business, not only in the short term, but the long term. This person said, I appreciate both perspectives. I've decided I want to take the summer off. I said, okay, no worries at all. I wish you the best. We'll be here when you want to come back. This person went from getting 4,000 downloads a month to the next month, I think it was probably like 2,000 to maybe like 1,000 to then maybe 500. And now it's sitting around, I think, two to 400. 
So that person lost all of their momentum. Now you might say, well, when they come back, they'll build that up. They might, they might get to the same amount of listens, but they didn't focus on building the relationship. Yeah, listens matter to my, my previous point, but listens are a good indicator of the relationships you're building with your audience. So this person might get back to 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 downloads per month, but it doesn't mean they have the same level of relationship quality that they would if they kept going. So that's an, that's an important thing. I don't suggest seasons because it's very hard to, it's very hard to build on the compound effect when it comes to numbers. If you're missing days, if you're missing weeks, if you're missing months, I don't suggest seasons just because it's hard. You, I, I have clients who do that and this is what happens. They, the high point of their season, say it's 5,000 downloads and then they stop and it goes down to a thousand. Then the high point of the second season is 5,000 downloads and then they stop and it goes to a thousand and it's kind of a rinse and repeat because it's hard to, it's hard to build a new listener base when you're not producing new episodes. So that's kind of the downside of seasons. Now I understand not everybody wants to be consistent every single week for five years. And that's a different discussion, but I would say if you're not consistent, whether it's constant production or constant improvement, you're probably going to be in trouble and you can't take your foot off the gas just because you have the highest month you've ever had. Doesn't mean you're going to have the highest month or, or a higher month next year. If you don't do anything different, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. We're working with numbers here. So the fourth biggest thing I see is people just aren't consistent. Somebody sent me this, a client sent me this the other day and they said it was a, I think it was a website or an article about you'd be surprised how many podcasts are no longer in production. I'm not because I've, I've studied the numbers, but again, last time I checked the estimate was there's been 3 million podcasts started and an estimated 75% of them are no longer in production. That's a lot of shows. That's a lot of shows. They weren't consistent and they probably didn't get any results based on that. Okay. This fifth one is a deeper one, but I want to give it to you because I think it's very, very, very important. And again, this might not apply to everybody, but I think it can in a little way. They don't treat it like a business. So when you start a business, you're not going to make money, right? You're not necessarily going to make money for the first year, for the first two years, depending on what the business is, depending on what you're doing, you might not make money for a few years, but it doesn't mean you're not spending money to improve the business. So this is my thought. I had somebody ask me this on a podcast the other day. This was a podcast about podcasts. She said, what do you think if you had two pieces of advice to help people avoid mistakes, what would they be? I said, one consistency over everything. I said, two, don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money to improve the product or to buy yourself more time. And this is my thought behind that. Most of us start a podcast because we like talking into the microphone. That's why we started the podcast. One of the reasons people don't continue is because whether it's posting on social media, whether it's getting guests, whether it's audio editing, video editing, whatever it may be, that's not why they started it. And that's where the resistance comes in. What if you could find somebody in your community who knows how to audio edit and you could say, Hey, I'll coach you every week. I'll do blank for you every week. If you do my audio editing, you could always go find a freelancer on Fiverr or what's the other one Upwork, And you could do it that way. But people immediately say, well, I'm not making any money from the podcast, so I don't want to invest any money in the podcast. 
I completely understand. But think about it this way. When you buy a house that you're going to flip, you buy the house, you put money into the house, and then you sell the house for more money after. But you can't sell the house for more money after if you don't put money into it. That's how I look at the podcast. Now, I understand some people are starting this podcast and maybe they're college students and they don't have uh, any extra income to put into it. Or maybe their circumstances within their family or their job aren't great right now. Maybe they don't have a lot of extra income. I totally understand. But I think working towards that goal is probably a positive direction to focus on. This is the other reason. If you're working a job, say you're working 40 hours a week and you're doing one podcast episode a week. In your mind, if you're thinking, well, I'm doing, I'm doing one episode a week, I'm doing the audio editing, I'm doing the video editing, I'm posting it everywhere, I'm trying to create social media content, but I, I just don't have any time for anything else. I don't have time to get clients. I don't have time to make money. That's, that becomes the bottleneck to you growing the business. Where if you freed up two hours a week of your time by paying somebody to edit their podcast, maybe it's $15 an hour. Maybe you pay somebody $30 a week, $120 a month, but you can take on clients and then charge $100 an hour. That money will offset. You will end up making money in the grand scheme of things. So I, my thought on this is when I say treat it like a business, that just means you're committed and you're invested. You don't have to go hire a team. You don't have to hire somebody to do your social media, but maybe having a VA would help you. That is one of the, the lines where I see a lot of people get stuck is going from it being a passion project to something that's actually becoming a business is, is you bringing somebody on the team, whether it's a virtual assistant, whether it's a freelancer, whether it's somebody you know. I know clients who have brought on their friends and they've paid their friends to do certain things or they've coached their friends in exchange for services. So understand that this is where I see a lot of people get stuck. They say, well, I'm not making any money, so I'm not going to invest any money. I'm not telling you to invest a ton of money. That's not what I'm saying because I can't promise this is going to work for you. But what I am saying is if you are spread too thin to improve the product, if you're spread too thin to be consistent, if you're spread too thin to make the quality as high as you want, what is that worth to you? What is that worth to you? Another question somebody asked me the other day, they said, well, how do you know if it's worth getting a freelancer or getting somebody to help you? And I said, well, you have to understand the value of your time. Really? I mean, that's it at the end of the day. If you're a real estate agent who has a podcast about real estate and you're spending two hours on a Saturday doing audio editing and video editing, and you could spend that two hours getting a potential client who's going to pay you $5,000 when you sell their house, it's worth you paying $50 for somebody to do the audio editing, video editing. So it all depends on what you're dealing with, but more than anything, it's the mindset. It's the mindset and the behaviors that come with this. The mindset of this is a business, it will take me investing in order to get something out of it. That's usually a pretty big one. And again, I can't promise it's gonna work, I can't promise you're gonna win, but what I can promise is it's gonna be very hard for you to win if you don't understand that this is a business at the end of the day. So those are the, the top five kind of simple ones that I would throw out there. There's a bunch, and I'm sure I'll probably do this every couple months. I'll do five more mistakes podcasters are making, something like that, because I think that the awareness around it, and this is the other thing too, I don't want you to feel like you're alone. 
that's that's a whole nother thing is I see this all the time. I see shows that aren't specific enough or they're not focused on improvement enough or they don't look at their downloads or they obsess over them. They're not consistent and they don't treat it like a business. I see that all the time. That's not uncommon. That's very common. But those are some of the reasons that podcasts aren't more successful. So that is what I would say about that. What else? Anything else in closing? I think that's probably it. Again, any questions, comments you have, please uh, never hesitate to reach out at NeverQuitKid on Instagram. That is my favorite place in the world to connect. My next episode, I'm going to talk about understanding the business aspect of the podcast. So how do you build a business around your podcast? I keep talking about treat your podcast like a business. And if you want to make money with clients, blah, 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 I'll walk you through what I would suggest and why I would suggest it. And you can kind of start building your business from the podcast. A lot of people don't get to that step, but as long as you have the infrastructure in the beginning, you can kind of just focus on it as you go. So that will be our next episode. For episode number 11, we will do how to turn your podcast into a business. That'll probably be a somewhat lengthy episode, but I'll try to I'll try to sit down and really prepare what I want to go through. That way I save as much time as possible and bring as much value as possible. Podcast Growth Nation as always, like I mentioned, if you ever have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. My handle on Instagram is at NeverQuitKid. You can also message me uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you need. And if you want a free 30-minute call, my link will be in the show notes. When I say a free 30-minute call, I'm going to hop on. I'm going to say, tell me about your podcast. Tell me about your goals. And I'm going to walk you through exactly what I think you should do. It's not a sales call. I will not mention our services. That's that's not the goal. The goal for me is to add value. I am a firm believer that the person who adds the most value wins eventually. If you say, hey, what does it take to work with you? I'll give you all the numbers. I'll explain it. If you don't, totally fine. I'll still love you. I'll still appreciate you. And it's a win for me too because I get to learn about the audience. So my link will be in the show notes. It's completely free. There's no strings attached. And I guarantee you will find some value in it. That is my ultimate goal to add value. I want the podcasters that listen to this show to succeed. And that is always my goal. So our next episode will be all about what I mentioned. And as always, thank you very much for tuning in. Keep on podcasting. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at NeverQuitKid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode.